Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Dollar Collapse, your ringside seat for the global economic crisis. To get the full story, go to dollarcollapse.com. Hi, everybody. This is John Rubino from dollarcollapse.com. It's Monday, March 12th. And believe it or not, inflation is back after a surprisingly long absence, given all the, the money that we've been borrowing and spending. Prices are starting to pick up around the world. So let me take a step back and, and tell you the story. A year ago, the main fear among the world's governments was a global slowdown. In other words, interest rates are falling into negative territory in Europe and Japan and, and growth pretty much everywhere else was too slow to stop the increase in debt relative to GDP. In other words, we were continuing to borrow more and more money relative to the wealth creation that we were able to generate. And inflation was pretty close to zero on average in most major countries. Now, that's a Keynesian nightmare. Because if it continues, you get a 1930s-style depression in which debt continues to build up year after year after year until it just crushes you. And that's what the world's governments were worried about at the beginning of 2016. So they dug into their toolboxes and they pulled out pretty much the only thing that's left that they understand and that they believe will work, which is even easier money. The U.S., after nearly doubling its government debt in the previous seven years, borrowed and spent another trillion dollars in 2016. The European Central Bank created another trillion euros and just dumped them into the banking system. And China's banks wrote about $1.6 trillion of new loans to companies, mostly, that bought up huge quantities of industrial commodities. And they also lent a lot of money to people who apparently smuggled the money out of the country to buy U.S. and Canadian real estate. That's why Vancouver and Toronto and Seattle are seeing these monster real estate booms right now. And Japan, of course, as they always do, just kept on borrowing and spending huge amounts of money. And finally, this tsunami of newly created currency hitting the market has sort of kind of worked. If you're viewing this at dollarcollapse.com, uh, you'll see some charts there. So check out the one for the Japanese inflation rate and note how it popped in the fourth quarter of 2016 and early 2017. All of a sudden, Japan has inflation again after years and years, really decades of deflation. It's the same story for a lot of U.S. economic indicators. The one chart I've included here is for retail sales. Growth in that sector was flat for four years and then took a steep upturn beginning in 2016. Now, in retrospect, this shouldn't be a surprise. If you create five or so trillion new dollars and then just hand it to people, they're going to spend it. And this, in turn, will cause the prices of the stuff that they're buying to go up. It took longer than usual this time because the amount of bad debt that was created in the last bubble was so immense. And bad debt is deflationary that cutting interest rates and creating new currency didn't immediately turn things around. It took years and it took a huge new burst of debt and currency creation at the end of the process to get things going again. So now we're back in familiar territory with too much money chasing too little production, which is generating inflation. And history teaches that this ends in only one way, with rising instability until some sort of crisis 
causes the game to end, which means that 2018 might be one for the record books. To take just one example of the kind of instability that's coming, check out the chart of Italy's 10-year government bonds. The yield has spiked from barely 1%, which is less than the U.S. Treasury has to pay, to 2.4%. And since Italy continues to borrow a ton of money, this kind of change is an existential threat to its economy because it forces their interest costs up dramatically at a time when the rest of the budget is way out of balance and the system doesn't work in any event. And so this extra added cost on top of everything else is very dangerous for a badly run country like Italy. So maybe that's the epicenter of the next crisis, but it might not be because there are at least 20 more scary trends out there in place as inflation picks up and any one of them could be the epicenter of the next crisis. What's amusing about all of this is the sense of certainty that economists and politicians feel about being able to control the process. They actually think they've got this under control, you know, but as Jim Rickards likes to say, the people in charge think they're working with a thermostat where you tweak it a little bit and then you tweak it a little bit again and you keep things in equilibrium. But what they're actually working with is a nuclear reactor that will go critical if it gets too far out of balance. And what we've been doing lately in terms of borrowing huge amounts of money and creating lots of new currency and generally leveraging the system to the hilt threatens to send the system so far out of balance that it does go critical. So the people in charge, and this is the crucial point in this story, obviously, think they know what they're doing, but they actually don't. We've never entered a period of inflationary instability with this much leverage. So the instability will be commensurately bigger and and more interesting from a theoretical standpoint and more terrifying for the average person. Now let's talk about politics, which is related to finance intimately, obviously. Another thing that terrified the world's governments into an epic debt binge in 2016 is the rise of populist movements pretty much everywhere. Brexit was the first, and then came Trump getting elected. And that has thrown the old left-right political orthodoxy into disarray. And it's just beginning. (laughs) The next big events will be Dutch elections, in which a guy named Geert Wilders, their version of Donald Trump, is like to win the first round of presidential voting this coming Wednesday. And then in April, Marine Le Pen, who's the French Donald Trump, will likely win the first round of that country's presidential elections. So all eyes are going to be on Europe for the coming year because the runoff elections will be held later in the year. And while right now it's not likely that the populist candidates are actually going to win the presidency in those two countries, it's no less likely than Brexit passing or Trump being elected in 2016. So it's completely possible that we see a couple of political hand grenades thrown into the global financial system completely separately from the you know rising inflation and all the, the financial instability that naturally flows from the financial mismanagement of the past few years. One thing that you can draw from this is that the European Central Bank will have no choice but to keep pumping out euros to moderate popular anger. In other words, they've got to get money in the hands of people who might vote for Marine Le Pen or Geert Wilders and possibly, hopefully, get them to vote for the mainstream candidates. Which means today's imbalances will only grow over time. Meanwhile, in the U.S., the the financial markets and the political system are, are pretty much guaranteed to be tempestuous, which ought to keep the bond markets on edge and maybe the stock markets. Who knows? Now, finally, let's talk about gold and silver. Uh, The kind of world I'm describing here is typically great for safe haven investments. So even if the Fed raises interest rates a little bit and bond yields rise a bit, precious metals ought to be among the beneficiaries of the coming global turmoil. So at current prices, they're probably a long-term buy. 
One of the interesting parts of this story is how the precious metals miners have gotten their costs under control and are reporting pretty good numbers now, even at, uh, you know, today's not outrageously high prices. That means if gold and silver go up in the coming year, the miners' earnings might soar, making them kind of growth stocks for the next few years, which would be a really unique, interesting situation for them. Because right now they're kind of a fringe sector. You know, the average money manager doesn't pay much attention to gold miners, but give them rising earnings for a couple of years and all of a sudden they're on the radar screens of mainstream investors because they're generating higher earnings and probably their stock prices are going up along with those earnings. So their momentum plays, you know, and that's what most money managers like. They like stuff that's already going up. So if the gold stocks are going up and have been going up for a while, then all of a sudden you've got tons of mainstream money flowing into what is a very tiny sector. So you could see these things start to behave like, you know, tech stocks circa 1998 or 1999, which would be fun for gold bugs at long last. And even if that doesn't happen, they're still fundamentally good buys. So I I think a well-chosen portfolio of high-quality miners is going to be something that most people who build such a thing will be glad they did in years to come. Anyhow, that should do it for this week. Back with more sometime in the next couple of weeks. Thanks for listening to Dollar Collapse. For regular info and updates throughout the day, go to dollarcollapse.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.